All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian, agent of comic book, and I'm joined by... What, what's uh, your name? My name is Eric Jackson, yes, and I'm I, another agent. Yes, he lives with me. I forgot your name, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, uh, it's an easy mistake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you're just joining us, uh, I mean, you might be coming over. We did have a... Where both of us are from the EKG uh, Let's Play uh, YouTube channel. But if you're... You know, so you might be joining us from that, but if not, welcome. Uh, this is us. We'll be... Uh, our, our goal with this podcast was basically to start up like a book club. Because we wanted to read through some comics for stuff that was upcoming, like adaptations, things like that. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be... Well, and that it's going to be focused on adaptations, or comics that have adaptations or are going to be having them. Yeah, so we're going to try to find characters that have shows or movies coming up and focus on those. Maybe like dig into a certain character for like a month, mm-hmm. something like that. So that's what we're doing today. Like There's uh, the Batwoman show on the CW just started up a few weeks ago as we're recording this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mixed <laughs> thoughts about the show itself. We'll get into that yeah. uh, later in the show, but... The format of this, we're going to start out by reading the source material. So we're going to actually read through and talk through the entire book. So if you've read it, that's going to be awesome because then you can kind of read through with us and we'll kind of give our thoughts about this week. It's going to be Batwoman Elegy by uh, Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams. But And if you haven't read it, what we're going to try to do is kind of talk through what's going on as well. So that way, if you don't like reading or, <laughs> you know, whatever your goal or you don't want to spend money to get <laughs> these books, that's fine. We can kind of tell you what's going on if you just are, you know, are someone who watches the show or you just want to learn more about these characters. Mm. That's totally fine, too. But I, I will tell you that if you want to read through with these with us, I mean... DC Universe is one of the best value things you can get as a comic book fan. Yeah, like, I've been pleasantly pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because, I mean, you just got that, like, what, like, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I've already been using it a ton. I mean, it's going to be especially helpful for this. Oh, yeah. But, like, literally, you get every DC comic, like, ever made, pretty much. I mean, not all of them, but they're getting there. Yeah. And, and then you also get... Doom yeah. Patrol. Yeah, Doom yeah, Patrol is, like, Doom the Patrol. best show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much best One of the best show shows on, on TV. Oh, yeah, this year, at least, for mm-hmm. sure. So when season two of that comes out, we're definitely going to talk about that as well. Oh, yeah. But we're not here to talk about Doom Patrol, Eric. I, I wish we were, <laughs> but... <laughs> not yet, anyway. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. No, we're here to talk about uh, Batwoman, who yes. is a relatively <laughs> newcomer to the DC Universe. She came around um, back... There was a book called 52 that came at the end of Infinite Crisis, where we didn't read that today just because... 52 is kind of a book where it's a bunch of characters coming together like side characters. Is that how the new 52 like started? No, it's but it's a reference to the same. Like for some okay. reason DC Comics is obsessed with that number. So it comes <laughs> up a lot. I well, don't... and isn't that the whole like multiverse thing too? Yeah. yeah so like, Gra- there's 52 multiverses. Right, yeah, okay. exactly. That's Grant Morrison's whole thing is where there's 52 different worlds. Gotcha. But so this story was kind of like Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman are all gone and so these side heroes are stepping up and mm-hmm. that's kind of where Batwoman came came about. Okay. Batwoman or Batman was gone, so she's stepping up, which gotcha. is kind of where the show is getting that idea. Yeah, with where they're moving forward. So Batwoman was sort of introduced in that book where she was kidnapped by what's called the uh, religion of crime, which is awesome. <laughs> which is, I love it. We both love the religion of crime. The religion of crime is amazing. It's just one of those comic book villains, which is just a lot of fun. Um, but so she gets kidnapped by them, stabbed in the heart because they think that she is a representation of the biblical Cain because her name is Kate Cain. They just got the spelling wrong. <laughs> yeah, which is a very lazy, I think. They're like, the first thing they found, that's got to be it. You don't want to keep looking? <laughs> I mean, she's they're not the first ones to you know, like not properly interpret like their religion. Yeah, right. So. Right. Well, it says Cain. Uh, did we misspell it? Forget it. Good no, enough. Just move on. Stab her in the heart already. <laughs> but anyway, like a boss, she survives getting stabbed in the heart, takes the knife out of her heart, and stabs, you know, she goes nuts. Is there ever an explanation for that? Uh, she's tough. 
I, I mean, strong ass heart, I guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just used a, a really bad knife. I, I you gotta, you gotta so. get a sharp knife. Uh, yeah, you, you can't really try do. stabbing someone in the heart with one of these dull knives. It just <laughs> does not work. But anyway, uh. she gets saved by Renee Montoya. They kind of ha- are in a relationship for a little bit, and then uh, they break up. And that's where we start out uh, this book, Elegy, that we're going to be doing next. Um, so yes, yeah, so let's get started with a little Batwoman. All right. All right, so we're going to open up the first segment of our podcast here. We're going to be talking about Batwoman Elegy, which was a book written in Detective Comics of about a six- or seven-issue run uh, by Greg Rucka, who is the writer, and J.H. Williams on art. And then we also have, uh, let's see here. I don't want to leave out the rest of the creative team. Everyone always forgets about the colors. we got (laughs) Dave Stewart on colors and Todd Klein on the letters. Nice. So, I mean, the thing with Elegy and pretty much all Batwoman books in general, I think, is that Usually I say this as an insult, but it's not in this case. But this is a book you read for the art, I think. Yeah, the art was great. I loved it. Yeah, because, like, the paneling, like, especially, is just, like, nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it almost kind of makes it hard to read sometimes because you're trying to figure out, like, where the story is going next. But, like, it's awesome because, like, they'll they'll create shapes with, like, the panels and whatnot. Um, But we open up the book and Batwoman is doing the classic, you know, bad guy in in the crime alley, you know, interrogating him, doing her badass spiel. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she she kind of like she has a different take to, on on Batman because she kind of like has like a more personal kind of like she seems like she's having more fun with it. But yeah, we she uh, interrogates the criminal and it, she's definitely looking for the uh, the religion of crime. And she ends up meeting Bat Batman on the rooftop afterwards. And she's <laughs> Batman's got this cool line where he's like, "Hey, you need to cut your hair. Someone's gonna get in combat and you know rip your wig off or rip your hair off." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, "I'm wearing a wig, Batman, but thanks a lot." <laughs> Well, she doesn't tell him that. No, but. yeah, she's just like, yo, sure, whatever you say, man. Yeah, I'll take it into consideration. And he's like, grr, 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 grr. <laughs> But yes, I mean, so Batman kind of has that role. That's kind of like the interesting thing I think about Batwoman, too, when she's first introduced is she's completely independent from Bruce Wayne. Because mm-hmm. I like that, too. Yeah, because like, she kind of has to like earn it, his trust. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which but, is kind of what sucks in the show, how they're kind of playing, like how the 52 is, where Batman's just gone. Right. So, like, I doubt they're ever going to... I mean, maybe down the line, if they go down the Batman route, we'll have an interaction. Right, but, yeah. So, now, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of thoughts about that CW show. Yeah, we um, can, I'll wait on that. Yeah, well, we'll save those, because we'll, we're locked and loaded on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of cool, because she in, operates independent of Batman, and she, he kind of, like, at times is considering, like, do I have to shut this person down, because I don't know who this is, I don't mm-hmm. trust this person. But he kind of, like, does some scoping, and it seems like they're kind of, like, you know, he's like, I'll let you operate. You know, there's enough madmen. I got Asriel and all these other crazies going around anyway. Yeah. So I might as well let you do your thing. Yeah, he might as well like give her a shot if he can like help if she can help him at all. Right. But I think that's kind of the cool thing is like because all these like Robins and all the Batgirls are all like you know just working under Bruce, but yeah. she's kind of doing her own thing. Exactly. And so I mean, at this point in the comic, we don't really know how she's gotten all this stuff and the bat suit and everything. <laughs> but like, it, it, we just kind of like know she's just a badass who kind of popped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But um, we after this fight scene, we kind of go on after that, and Kate is um, on a date with um, a woman who she was dating, and uh, she's blown her off, I guess. They're at a place called Morning Glory. <laughs> Where I guess they sell oranges. I don't know exactly what they're here to get, but she's eating breakfast. Yeah, Morning Glory is like a plant. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure you can get high off it, too. It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> middle school is like, oh, you can get it at, like, Steinhoffel's. So everyone's at this bar just getting high off fruits? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. it's, it's like a flower. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, all right. I don't well, know what oranges have to do with it. Well, whatever it is, Kate's late, and uh, this lady is not happy with her because she thinks that she's cheating on her. Um, but, I mean, she can't really tell her that she's doing superhero business, so she's just like, uh, sorry. 
Um, and so she gets blown off by by her date here. <laughs> Kate kind of has that like iconic style where she's kind of like pale as a vampire. Yep. And she's kind of drawn that way the whole book. It kind of bugged me sometimes because like especially scenes where like it's like either intimate or like super personal and she just looks like a fucking ghoul yeah. <laughs> like, literally like a corpse yeah like i was like is it makeup like did you just put on like a lot that's of what i think you're what it seems like at first because when she's in costume yeah. i kind of i'm like oh okay that's kind of cool looking yeah but then cool when look. she's it, they, they, you see her that way when she's like in the shower and stuff or like uh-huh. when she's like you know just her normal self yep and it's like okay well, they, maybe you just need to get out in the sun more <laughs> yeah i think she just needs a little sun or maybe hey this is the dc universe maybe she's actually a vampire you never know it hasn't been confirmed yet but that's a comic I want a lot read. of spooky stuff happens in these books we don't know <laughs> that's true for a fact that she's yeah not we know there's werewolves yes that we do know we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so anyway we after we go to um after kate's date we kind of go back and we get to meet one of the key players who's going to be kind of throughout uh kate's entire run here which is jacob kane mm-hmm. uh who's her father the fucking man oh yeah no uh, <laughs> jacob we both love jacob kane he is awesome uh he starts out as like a really really like you know a character you can rely on, you know, he's kind of like her, her Alfred. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or like her Oracle. Yeah. He's like the co-pilot. Yeah. And so he's, he's like the man in the chair. So he's, uh, she's at home, you know, working out. They both kind of have like this military lingo they use, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, she'll, he'll say things like, uh, in a military, cause they, she, they're both from the military. Yeah. But, uh, so we, we go after that. She's going after the religion of crime. She has their hideout and we get this really cool art where it's like, her doing, it's almost like if you Google Batwoman, it's one of the first images that probably comes up. Her doing like this double kick through all these panels, mm-hmm. like fighting the religion of crime. And that's kind of how we end that that issue. Because Beth, or I, sorry, Alice, we don't know that she's Beth yet. <laughs> I was going to say, should we bleep that? <laughs> no, it's all right. The, uh, because well, we'll find out who she is later. But yeah. her code name she's going by is Alice. She, she has a really cool design. That's mm-hmm. who the, kind of the villain of this arc is going to be. She has like pale skin, kind of like this uh, mascara and like this bright blonde hair. And she always seems like she's like lit up by like a spotlight almost. Yeah. And uh, she always talks in like these Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. uh, references. Yeah. Which is, you know, if I was living in Gotham City, I'd be like, really? We have another one of these like, right. Alice in Wonderland people? <laughs> Just say it. Like, do they ever kind of reference them with the Mad Hatter? They like, do, do they actually. Ever cross? In, in this next episode. They, they, oh, really? Not as much as I would have liked because it is a little like you would hope that I want them to like team up or something. I feel know? like th- that's like a, they got Joker and Harley. You got to have the Mad Hatter and Alice. Right. That's what I mean. Although that'd be a weird like ship. That, no, yeah. Maybe they wouldn't <laughs> in, in work together. Of they, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they sh- if they're not going to work together, they should be like mortal enemies yeah or they should have yeah. some kind of like interaction i think mm-hmm. but but anyway so we're just meeting alice now and it's kind of cool we end the first issue with batwoman just kind of she shows up and smirks and pulls out a gun and you're like wait what the hell <laughs> and then shoots her and it's like end of issue and you're people who were pulling this when the book f- first came out they're probably like oh my god she just shot that woman <laughs> but of course we open up the next issue and she of course did not shoot her with a real bullet she shot her with must which i i guess is like a gas or like uh, a yeah, or like a rubber bullet, maybe a rubber bullet that emits some kind of gas that knocks her out. Yeah, which I feel like would still hurt like hell. Oh, it would. Yeah, you're shooting that out of a gun. Yeah, unless it's like pop, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she uh, Alice gets gassed out, and so we see an, another really cool art segment. We get a lot of these like really great fight scenes where mm-hmm. Batwoman just kind of like goes through flips, and you see these small panels of her doing different punches and kicks, and it, it's awesome. Like J. H. Williams knocks this whole book out of the park, and. Like, we'll continue to praise him probably as this whole series goes on. (laughs) 
But uh, so we see kind of this. <laughs> there's this hilarious panel where Batwoman is swinging Alice across the woods, and she has this face on, on her that just looks like she's drugged out of her mind. She's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm flying." <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. And uh, we land, and then this is where we kind of get our first interaction between Alice and and Kate. And she, you know, Alice is kind of just like teasing her. Um, you know giving her little clues as to, you know, because Alice kind of at this point knows more than Beth knows on because Beth is trying to figure out, or I mean, sorry, um, Kate is trying to figure out, you know, why the Brotherhood of Crime or the religion of crime, rather. Yeah, why is they're like, obsessed with her. Yeah, they've been after her this whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, the reason is really just because her name is Kane. But yeah. I think she's assuming fairly that it's more than that. Yeah. Even though it's not. <laughs> well, um, well, to her, it, to oh, Alice, sure. it be, yeah, yeah, she'll find out. I mean, that, yeah, that's what she'll find out. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so she's wondering like, why are you after me? Like, you guys stabbed me in the heart, and you keep coming after me. Like, mm. I've got to know why. Like, what's happening? And uh, Alice doesn't really give her a straight answer. Kind of just kind of dances around things. And so they talk for a little bit, and then eventually you kind of get this weird, almost gross panel where you get a shot from the inside of Alice's. Oh mouth. yeah, oh that was awesome. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an interesting shot, and like you see that she has a box cutter. No, it's a razor blade or a razor blade. Yeah, yeah some kind of razor in in her mouth where she pulls it out of her mouth, like, and then uses it to cut Kate across the face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it does much. She's like, oh, that was gross. But then all of a sudden, Kate, like, I think her head starts getting woozy because she starts tripping balls. Like, I'm pretty sure she gave her, like, some kind of, like, acid yeah. like, blade or something. Well, they said it was, like, poison, but I'm assuming. Okay, so like, some kind of psychedelic poison. Yeah, it's just, I don't even know if it was a poison necessarily. He, he just, like, got tainted basically yeah i think he just drugged her i mean whatever happened to her kate is seeing lots of weird colors and she's feeling weird (laughs) and so she kate kind of uh does the best she can throws herself kind of like she gets thrown off the building actually by alice and she's like oh let's see if bats can fly and throws her (laughs) off and um you know kate's fine she does her little glidey thing um and then we kind of land and she is like really tripping now and this is kind of where we start to get some flashbacks for people. Because, you know, LG is a really good jumping on point for if you want to start reading Batwoman. So this is kind of where Greg Rucka wants to back up and kind of explain some of her backstory a little bit. Mm-hmm. In, in not a forced way and just kind of like show you images. Because like you get images of like a little girl being dragged away by like military men, um, you know, which kind of we'll get to that in a little bit, kind of what happens to her. Alice kind of goes back to her cronies in the, uh, in the Brotherhood of Crime. And they kind of like just get like, oh, swear to me, like you'll all work for me. And then just randomly, <laughs> there's a dopest panel. Yeah, just goes to town. Like there's this really cool panel where like they're just standing in front of the stainless steel window, and she like has her hand on his head and like almost like she's gonna bless him. She's and like sh- baptizing him. Yeah, baptizing him, and then shoots him in the head. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's a great panel. <laughs> and then she just like bites her bottom lip and just like takes out another pistol and just starts shooting everyone. And it's, <laughs> dual wields it. Yeah, it's nuts. And so the uh, the religion of crime's having a bad day today. Yeah, because I mean she's not really following the book anymore, which is kind of like the religion of crime mm. has like this like bi- uh, what they call the crime bible, and they say like the first thing that ever happened That's so dope. the crime bible. <laughs> hey, the don't, crime. Don't, don't you laugh at the crime bible? <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I better not hear. Listen. That, that's the Bible I want to read. Yes, that's the interesting one. It, it opens up like they they like worship like Cain, you know, like or the yeah, first yeah. murder. Yep. Um. So that's kind of where everything comes from. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Yeah. And so Kate's kind of crawling through the woods, still tripping, like kind of has no idea what's going on, and she keeps getting flashbacks of like, uh, you know, men with like, or like a man or a woman with like a hood over her head with like bullet holes in it. So you kind of get the idea that there's something going on there. Mm. And then. 
out of nowhere, our, our boy Jacob Kane just shows up because he yep. had gotten a, a you know a distress signal from her suit. Yeah, and so he just shows up with his gun and he's like, "I got you, Kate." Right. And then like <laughs> as the as the religion of crime members start showing up, there's this really cool just action scene of him just like guarding her with his arm and just like firing over his shoulder at all of them, and it's really <laughs> really good. And it's like kind of at that moment where you're like, oh, Jacob is the man. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, listen, I love Alfred, but Alfred never shows up uh, at the scene with a gun. He's oh, like, yeah. I got you, Batman. Yeah, you can't rely on Alfred in a fight. <laughs> yeah, he's not a field operative. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> so it's not. nice to have that versatility. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so Kate shows up, or I mean, sorry, uh, Kate's dad shows up and starts firing in all of them. And I guess... I don't know if he takes out any of them, but it doesn't seem like he's really doing anything. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of them, and it's probably dark. There's probably not a lot of shots being hid or Mm -hmm. hit. But then all of a sudden we see, and this is a (laughs) crazy cliffhanger. This is awesome. Some eyes come back in from the back of the forest, and they're just looking around. All of a sudden you see three what look like Hollywood monsters. One of them's a werewolf. One of them is what looks like an octopus man. What would you call that? It's Yeah, octopus man's a good way to do it. And what would you call that third one? I uh, li- lizard uh, lagoon, guy lagoon girl yeah lagoon lizard <laughs> yeah we got a creature from the black lagoon octopus man and a werewolf I really like the style though because like it's literally in like a goosebumps like it does kind of like, look like campy a, like horror like or, like Halloween looking theme it does kind of look like a goose goosebumps cover now that you bring oh yeah up. for sure yeah it's dope though all right, so we have, we end with that cliffhanger with all the monsters show up and I mean you go to you have to go to be going to the next issue wondering like what the hell is happening. So far this has not been explained <laughs> yeah, at all. It, it's almost a jump the shark moment. Yeah, I mean it's a comic book so I mean usually I'm willing to be like what is this is, is this like a werewolf who's like an Aquaman villain or like oh, what yeah. am I reading? Right. <laughs> but usually they'll come around and kind of explain what's going on and they do kind of Oh, it fits. They, they yeah. explain it pretty quickly here. Um, I mean, they, they like thoroughly confuse you first because I think they kind of want to play into Kate's point of view of being, uh, you know, tripping balls. Yeah. And kind of being <laughs> crazy high on psychedelics because yep. we get to a point in like these early pages where Kate's hair is like a rainbow. Mm-hmm. Like she's tripping. And it looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Like instead of like the scarlet red hair she's known for, it's like a rainbow flow. It's awesome. Yeah, it looks sick. And I have a note in my notes here for this issue that just says, wolves, they are good doctors. Because <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the doctor shows up in the van and she's like, Kate's on, you know, her, her heart's spiking. We got to get her to like to these machines so I can help her. I'm like, what, dude, are you a wolf? <laughs> like, all right, I don't, I don't trust you here, but maybe wear some gloves. Well, and even the octopus man knew, knew stuff too. Yeah. The, see, these, all, these guys all We don't have all much kinda... time. <laughs> In octopus years, she's going to die. <laughs> Thank you, octopus man. <laughs> Use my suction cups. <laughs> but uh, so we kind of get some insight on who they are. It turns out that these monsters are actually defectors from the religion of crime. Because as we mentioned earlier, the, Alice at this point is kind of going off script and kind of abandoning the original crime Bible. Yep. And, you know, at, at, at this point... People are kind of losing in the religion faith that Kate is actually the person who they because uh, some of the smarter people in the religion are being like Cain, Cain. Mm-hmm. They're not spelled the same. <laughs> it rhymes, <laughs> but like they're kind of getting in the idea that maybe we did this wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I don't know if these monsters are good guys necessarily. Wait, so uh, Abbott's on the side, like they're on the side of Wolfman. He's on the side of that they got it wrong and that Kane isn't the actual yes. Kane. Okay. Yeah. Good. So so they're saying that like, listen, we we still believe in the religion of crime, but yeah. these guys are doing it wrong, so we want to take them down. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, I heard that never happens in religion. <laughs> no, there's never <laughs> there's never offset defectors who kind of make their own rules because they want to be in charge. Yeah, and things turn happens. very badly. And that's kind of one thing that kind of comes up for the rest of this arc that I don't know if I do like. Um, is that Ab- Abbott kind of gets and all the monsters here kind of get. Very 
Kate trusts them very quickly. Yeah, it's a little too quickly. And and like lets them in. Like at one point, I think Abbott's even like in her cave, like in her back cave. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Later well, on, we'll get it, to it. Was Abbott like present when she got stabbed in the heart? I was he there. I I would have to think he was. I, okay. I don't think he's actually there in Fifty Two. I don't know if that character because he's created yet. the way they make him see. He seems like he's like pretty high or like important. Yeah, because people least leave with him. Yeah, right. Like he definitely seems like he's the leader of like that offshoot. At least. Right. So Ab- Abbott is the Wolfman. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Um. So it, it is a little strange that she is so quick to just like forget. I I know the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. But you're also like a crime fighter. And, exactly. Like, as soon as these guys are done dealing with the religion of crime, they're gonna go. To Start their own religion. Yeah, but I mean, I to give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Batman's done that plenty of times too. Oh, true. He's like worked with Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, that, that's. I don't know if he ever fair. invited anyone to the Batcave, but <laughs> that's true. Like, these days, pretty much anyone can get in the Batcave if you're reading true. modern comics. It's a revolving door. Well, <laughs> another thing I want to bring up about that show later, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Trust me, we'll, we'll <laughs> if you're a fan of the CW, I'm so sorry. We're gonna <laughs> talk about that. I'm show really sorry. <laughs> But uh, we, we move on and we kind of get another scene with Jacob and Kate back at the Batcave. And Jacob is inviting her to this ball or this fundraiser that he wants to go to. Mm. And I think both of them know that they're not going to this thing. Or if they do, they're going to be there for like a minute. Yeah. Because they both have other plans. I don't understand what he's asking for here. Right. And Kate's like, no, I'm not going to a freaking ball tonight. I, li- I literally have to stop the Brotherhood of, or the Religion of yeah. Crime Remember today. when we got attacked by a werewolf man last night? Yeah. Or a werewolf man saved us from being attacked by a fucking crazy chick? Yeah, no. So... Yeah, Kate is understandably busy and doesn't have time to go to a, a ball, even though she does end up making it and shows up like a boss. Jacob shows up with Betty and with his wife, and they're kind of just hanging out. And then Kate shows up unexpectedly. They weren't expecting her to show up at all and shows up in this awesome looking tux. But everyone, you know, or, uh, Jacob's ex-wife is like, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, she's all high and mighty. Yeah, it's like, that's not a dress. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. But you're a girl. <laughs> yeah, and Kate's like, deal with it. <laughs> And so Kate, Kate's just kind of strutting about. I'm not quite sure why she came, but like she's just kind of. It looks like she's just like looking around for some action. Yeah, and she finds it. She. Oh uh, yeah. We eventually meet uh, who is a very established character in the DC universe, uh, Maggie Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, and if you've read the any of these Batwoman stories before, you know she's going to be a huge part um, of this upcoming story. Okay, quick question. Mm-hmm. Kind of doesn't relate to New Fifty Two more, but in New Fifty Two, that like detective who keeps who like. Uh, Kate has a thing with mm-hmm. is that this same character? Is oh yeah, someone Maggie different? Sawyer is the one in the, uh, the, the same. New 52 okay, run. yeah, that we'll that's, be reading. That's what week. I thought. I was mm-hmm. just making sure. Yep. Yeah. So it's the same character. Gotcha. Um, Maggie Sawyer has uh, the Maggie Sawyer. We'll talk about it more when we talk about the new Fifty Two. Yeah, there she's was also, more in that. She was. There was also a lot of controversy uh, later in the run because uh, J. H. Williams wanted Kate and. Maggie Sawyer to get married and DC editorial wouldn't let them. Oh god. Yeah, so there's a well there's a lot to talk about there. What? Yeah, it was a so huge So they're cool thing. with them having like a lesbian relationship but not a lesbian marriage? Yeah, and the other heroes are allowed to get married, but this was like the one they exnate. It's yeah. it's questionable, but Weird. we can we can get to that. Yeah. It was very uh very questionable. People had what problems year was with that? it justifiably. Wasn't it was that... towards the new end of the new 52, so maybe I, it's hard to say, maybe 2012 or 13. Yeah, so recent. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was not okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strange, especially for a new character like Batwoman, who mm-hmm. can pretty much do whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you want to marry, like, Batman, I can understand having to jump through some hoops. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, come on. Yeah, if you're marrying a character that's, like, specific to that character, like, right. or that character's universe, then what's the And what's not to the mention, harm? Maggie Sawyer, since this Batwoman stuff, has not been used 
at all. Really? In the comics. They I think she her. showed up once. Well, no, she's alive. But she's like just, they, nobody's, they just killed their character. It's not like they exnade the marriage to that way because they had plans for Maggie Sawyer. Gotcha. Nothing, nothing has been done with the character since. Yeah, yeah. But we digress. Anyway. We'll, we'll, trust me, that'll come up a lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we get to the, the end of this issue. Kate's at the ball. Jacob gets called away on a mission, yeah, very mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate kind of spends her time dancing with Maggie Sawyer, and they kind of hit it off, and Kate gets her number. And then we find out that the mission, or wherever the hell Jacob was going, he got captured by Alice. We don't see it, yeah. because I think that maybe that would have taken too many pages to properly explain how exactly. a, he, a guy like him gets captured, but I'll go with it. Right. Because um, it sets up a really good conflict for the next issue, which is, they've taken my dad. Yeah. And I'm down for that. It's time to get her family I, I'm back. totally down for that. <laughs> so with that cliffhanger, I mean, it gives us a really solid place to pick up the next issue. Like, if I was reading this monthly, this would have been, like, the issue I would have been, like, it would have been the first thing I read. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's a great setup. Yeah. And we even opened the first page with, with like, more of this really, like, interesting, creative, kind of experimental paneling where it's got, like, Kate on the phone with with her, um, with Alice, I guess, and her dad, mm-hmm. where we get, like, the front top of her face is Kate and the bottom of the face is Alice. Yeah. Which is maybe, like, the first hint kind of towards the twist later on in, yep. in the uh, in the issue because they're... The head like lines up perfectly, like the same shape. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we we get this awesome scene next, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where Abbott gets trusted very early because mm-hmm. Abbott meets up with her at the ball and says, "Hey, I know what's going on. Like, I we I know where to find like Alice. We can take her down." Yep. And Kate. Uh, questionably takes Abbott to her bat cave. Yeah, literally lets him hop on the motorcycle. Oh yeah, no, they're they're. Buddy, buddy, now yeah. he's a sidekick. Yeah, he's the wolf man in charge. Uh, and so they go back, and there's this really cool shot too of Kate's tool belt, which I really like. Yeah, because it, it even shows like in a lot of detail, like all the lif- uh, all the little different things that are in there, including two guns. Which one of them might be that smoke gun she was using yeah, earlier? They, they're probably non-lethal rounds. Yeah, I mean you can use a gun for other things. To, yeah, like, shoot projectile. One of them might even be like a grapple gun, which would be cool. Oh, true. Yeah. One of them is just straight up handcuffs, which is perfect. One of them <laughs> is a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep it on your body when you don't have pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Yeah, I'm the, sure it's like military grade. Yeah. These superhero costumes are tough to carry things around in. <laughs> right. If if like girls' jeans pockets weren't small enough to begin with. Oh yeah. Imagine a spandex like superhero. <laughs> yeah, you're not carrying anything in there. <laughs> but we get this uh, another cool shot where it's uh, Alice kind of pulling into this uh, military facility and uh, using kind of they have Jacob tied up in the back, but as soon as they pull up to the guardhouse, they kind of just. Shoot them in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Which works. One I, way to do it. It's one way to do it. All of them. Well, they got one of the guards at the... No, the guard shoots him at the head. Like, the, the guard working at the door. So he he was working with them. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Now, looking back at that again, yeah, they did have an inside man. Yep. So that, that does make it easier. So Alice kind of has some, like, some planning here, too. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And throughout this whole thing, she's kind of, like, she's very vague, but it definitely seems like she has some kind of complicated plan going on here. Because mm-hmm. um, we see her kind of sneak up and we find these... Uh, these like military grade weapons, I believe, or it's, it's some kind of like uh, chemical weapon. Yeah, these these canisters of some kind of chemical weapon that she's trying to fire, and she also steals this plane full of them. Yeah, and Kate kind of catches up too late and tries to catch up with the plane. Well, here's here's one thing that always uh, that bothered me about this. So based, I'm pretty sure this implies that she stole a plane that was already rigged to drop chemical weapons, like 
like through a plane oh that's a good point <laughs> or did like or did gf inside men already make that before they got there i i'm gonna hope that's it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna hope so too because i mean i don't know if maybe gotham is like listen we gotta go like drop right. these canisters yeah somewhere. We, we have a contingency plan yeah i hope not but i guess i don't know i mean if batman's not around or no batman is around at this point so i don't know what's going yeah. on with that i'm yeah. gonna hope it's alice's people who just kind of gathered it all together yeah let's hope <laughs> and gotham isn't just preparing night drops because yeah because it's not like they just like dump the canisters out of the plane like they're literally like rigged up to the wing yeah that's to like true. disperse yeah i'm not quite sure what that's for <laughs> yeah that's uh but i guess we'll pass it's that. disturbing <laughs> so yeah so kate shows up she's a little bit too late the plane's taken off and abbott tells her like hey there's so much gas on that plane that even if we shoot it down like that's going to take out like all of gotham city yeah like so this is already like a city level threat yeah at this point so kate's you know she she's in it now and so, luckily, we have our uh, our monster folks with us who, who have tagged along, and they're all experts in one thing. And so, luckily, our uh, our uh, what was it? The lizard octopus? girl. It's the lizard girl. Yeah. yeah, the lizard girl is like, listen, swamp I can girl. fly planes. <laughs> like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Do you have to fly planes a lot in the swamp. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, the biplayer, the the ones that land in the water. Hey, there's, there's people who do water landings. You know, there's uh, swamp planes. Maybe. Yeah, may, possibly. I don't know enough about uh, swamps or planes to dispute this. <laughs> Not versed on swamps. <laughs> but they, there's this really cool s- shot where she's catching up. You know, she's must be a boss pilot because they catch up, get right above uh, Alice's plane. Yeah, I don't know how they did that either. <laughs> and they tell Kate, like, like, hey, listen, you can like jump on that plane, but like if you take all those people out, like you need someone to fly it with you. Yeah. And, like we only have one pilot here. Oh, yeah. We can't give you ours. And she's like, well, that's right. I, there's a pilot on board. I'll use him. Yeah. And she's talking about her father. Oh yeah. And so she, she her plan is just jump off the plane like a badass. And then luckily, yeah, you know, she makes quick fucking work of this. Oh yeah, she jumps on, gets the latch, sneaks into the plane right away. And uh, immediately, like, there's this one uh, religion of crime member who shows up and she's like, you'll never beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always a great line. Yeah. Totally works. (laughs) So one-on-one combat and we get another one of these really cool panels where it's almost like J.H. Williams is like, has like broken glass and each panel of the broken glass is like a punch or a kick. Hmm. And then like by the end of the one page, like she's out, she's done. Yeah. And so... um, Kate's kind of making her way up to the front of the plane, and that's where we kind of get confronted. She takes out the the pilot, and that's where Alice shows up. Oh, and we did miss one important part, too. Like, right before Kate jumps onto the plane, we get this scene of Alice kind of taunting Jacob, because Jacob's in restraints, just kind of along for the ride on the plane. Mm. And uh, he she kind of, like, gets right in his face, taunting him, and all of a sudden, Jacob has this, like, moment of, like, clarity, and he's like, wait a minute, Beth? And, like, I don't even know if at this point we fully know who Beth is. I believe it's the first time the name comes up. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's very clear, though, that he would, like, know who this is. And, I mean, we can just say right now that Beth is his daughter. Yeah. Because uh, Kate... the first time I read it, I assumed it was, like, his wife or something, like Kate's mom. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because we don't, I don't think we know what her name was yet at nope. this point either. Um, but, yeah, it, Beth is Kate's twin sister who uh, went missing. We'll learn more about her in the next couple issues, which mm-hmm. is uh, all dedicated to her origin. Yep. Yeah, so he he's like, Beth, like, I, I, is that you? And she doesn't really acknowledge it. She's just like, okay. And yeah. then he walks off, and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so when Kate jumps onto the plane, she takes out the pilot and kind of takes everyone out and starts freeing Jacob. And uh, Jacob's like, hey, listen, like, there's like no 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 killing. Like, the Batman rule is in effect. Yeah. And we get this, like, perfect line. It's like, oh, it's amazing. She's like... Colonel, I always follow the Batman rule. Colonel. Like, oh, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, at this point, I don't know if we... It had kind of been hinted at in 52 that Batwoman doesn't kill, but it's not really super confirmed because we don't know who she is. And, mm-hmm. you know, Batman, he makes a strong point about it all the time. Like, we yeah. don't kill. But it's a really nice moment because especially... 
Um, cause Jacob is more like a hardened, like he's a general, you know, like he's been in the military his whole life. I imagine he doesn't have a problem. Like if your life's on the line, just, you know, shoot to kill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of like an interesting distinction for, uh, Kate Kane, I think, where mm-hmm. she's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to go past that. Like we don't kill here. Like this is Gotham city. This isn't like war. Yep. Um, so that's, I think a really good character building moment that I really like. And it kind of makes me like Kate more. Oh Yeah. Um, and so we, we kind of, this is the big, build, what it's all been building up to, because that's when Alice shows up. And so we kind of get this, it's almost like a fight scene, but it's more like, obviously, Alice is kind of outclassed combat-wise by Kate, so it's more just like Alice is taunting her yeah. with information, because Kate, you know, she needs to know what's going on. And so Beth, Beth isn't giving her a lot, just kind of taunting her, you know, but then we get to, the fight escalates to the, the outside of the plane, where Kate's, or I mean, Beth is just kind of hanging on, Beth slash Alice is hanging on off the edge of the plane, and we get this iconic line where she's, like, looking into Kate's eyes, and she says, like, you have our father's eyes, and then just lets go, and then falls down in, into the Gotham River, and Kate's like, oh, shit, like, no. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, <laughs> like, I'm finally understanding what's going on here. Yep. And, like, I don't know how a person could survive that fall, so she just assumes that she didn't. Yeah. Like, like that would kill a person. That's yep. reasonable to think that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and doesn't she look, too? Oh yeah, they they do search the river and yeah. they don't find anything. But mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see. I mean, this is comic books. You yeah, never know who might show up again, yeah. Eric. You never. Know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just assuming she's totally dead. I think she's dead for good, certainly, and we'll never see her again. Never. But um, but that's kind of the end of the first arc of Elegy. There's the next two issues, which I really love, are kind of like more dedicated to Kate's origin. And so right after this this first Elegy arc continues. I mean, technically, these next two. Issues will be a part of Elegy. If if you're reading this off the trade paperback, mm. you'll have these two issues included with the story. So we wanted to include these because, I, in my opinion, these are the two best issues that Greg Rucker wrote. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, these really give a lot of good context to everything. Right. And kind of this backstory is kind of why I like Kate a lot. Too. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because we Which, open up another thing about the show. Yeah, anyway. we'll get to it. <laughs> Hold your tongue, Eric. Right, I can't. <laughs> Next segment, trust me, we'll go into it. <laughs> but this is really where they they build kind of what's going on, especially with Alice and you know with Kate and Jacob. Because um, we open up, we get it. You know the idea that Kate grew up as a twin. You know these Kate and Beth are like they look exactly alike. They wear the same clothes. You know they're those kind of twins. Yep. Jacob is is away. He's deployed. Yeah. Because we kind of get our first scene of him and get an idea of what he does. Because Jacob is like hardcore special forces, like almost black ops. Mm-hmm. Like he does like missions that like he can't talk about. Yep. And so we kind of get one of these missions. We don't really get the context of what he's doing, just like a taste of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like we just get like the action of it and like kind of what he does and how how he's in control of his squad, which is a really good kind of set up for how he acts with Kane mm-hmm. or with Kate. Kate, yeah. <laughs> I'm not wrong, but I don't think you call it that. <laughs> but um, when we get him returning home and we get this like really great scene where, you know, he, him and his wife, you know, they're, they love each other still. It's a big happy family. So that kind of ends the flashback there. We kind of get this, you know, good moment where they're like, you know, we'll, we'll watch each other's backs forever. And it kind of fades to white, kind of mm-hmm. like that Bucky Captain America thing, you know, yeah. t- till the end of the line. <laughs> and it kind of fades out and then it fades into the perfect ju- juxtaposition, which is Kate just kind of looking over the harbor as the police search the river for her sister's body. body. And they're not finding anything. We kind of get a, a shot of, I think, uh, Commissioner Gordon there just kind of looking around like, hey, we didn't find anything. Like, yeah. she's gone, probably dead from yep. that height. And so Kate is, you know, obviously distraught and Jacob is kind of, you know, not taking it the same way she is. So she's not really happy with him because I think at the same time, Kate's at this point feeling a little bit betrayed. Yeah. Because she's like, something must have been up if 
Beth is alive, you know, you must not be telling me something. Yeah, exactly. There's no way you found her body. And like, we'll get to the, I guess we haven't gotten to that part yet, but yeah, we'll, we'll like Jacob had to have known something if Beth was alive. There's mm-hmm. no way it could have surprised him. Oh yeah. So we get this part of her just kind of sitting in her back cave and Jacob's trying to reach her and she's not having any of it. And uh, that this whole issue is kind of ends up being a flashback because we go back to them as little, you know, little girls again, you know, just sitting in their little twin outfits <laughs> and uh, their mom comes up and they're like, hey, listen, uh, Jacob's being deployed again. We have to move. And this is kind of like a thing that I'm sure a lot of people who live in military families. Oh, yeah. Uh, deal with where you know they have to move constantly mm-hmm. and so the kids are upset they're like hey we were just making friends like we don't want to go yeah and so the mom is like oh these kids are you know, <laughs> giving me crap again <laughs> we have to move so hey, you know, let, let's go get ice cream or what does she say let's go get chocolate waffles yeah somebody or yeah yep chocolate waffles yep so uh, they're going to get their chocolate waffles and like listen let's do it like whatever you kids want i'll, I'll do it so you guys you little brats will shut up <laughs> <laughs> so um they go, they do actually have like an escort with them, like a, almost like a secret service guy. Yep. Um, like a bodyguard, um, which is handy, but it doesn't quite help because on the way to getting <laughs> ice cream, this is kind of where the whole backstory begins, where this is kind of like the crime alley moment for her. Yep. Because um, there's the semi truck that crashes into the side of the car. And then we get what looked like very clearly like um, these kind of like terrorist looking dudes in like black masks yeah, and paramilitary. Yeah, like kind of paramilitary terrorist um, with like these bulletproof suits all covered up. They shoot the bodyguard instantly, who, you know, tries his best. Yeah, he gave an effort. He, he got out of the car. He did. He, he like he maybe could have done, I don't know. He's not Batman. <laughs> he did his best. But uh, he gets shot. The kids are freaking out. Mom gets taken, and they all get kidnapped. Um, and kind of we get this cool shot, and this is kind of a really, really good sequence, like probably my favorite sequence in this whole book, where you see Kate's point of view, and this hood goes over her, and you kind of get like a half the panel where the hood's going over her face. And the whole next page after that is completely black because mm-hmm. you're still in Kate's point of view. She can't see anything. Yep. So all you get are like these noise sound effects. You'll get the occasional like text of someone saying something. And it's like mostly her mom kind of being like, well, you know, what are you doing? Let us go. Like, don't touch them. Yep. And then you just start getting like these sounds. One of them is like, squirt. One of them is crunk. <laughs> Crack. I'm maybe not making it as dramatic as it should be. <laughs> or as tense. W-H-N-P. Crack. Wimpimp. Yeah, wimpimp. <laughs> but I- imagine in your head that these are really terrifying sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we get, you know, she's like, stay away from my daughter. What are you doing? And uh, Beth is screaming. Kate's screaming. And all of a sudden we get, you know, the classic, you know, in every comic book, you know this is gunshots. It's crack, 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 crack. Yeah, yeah. And so there's gunshots going off everywhere, and all we just hear like tango down, tango down, Caesar, clear, clear. Yeah. And um, you know, X-ray secure. Grab the girls, and then the the paneling finally changes. I mean, it's the exact opposite of when Kate got the hood put on her face, and we see Jacob just kind of slowly taking the hood off of her, still from her point of view. Yeah. And it's just like Jacob in full spec ops gear, like with his squad. Uh, and like you get, it's still her point of view. So you just, you don't really get to see what happened, mm-hmm. but it's, um, bullet holes and in two of the terrorists. And then the final thing she sees is her mom tied up to the chair with a bullet hole in her head and a hood over her head. Yeah. And then, well, I take that back. The final thing she sees is oh, yeah. someone covering Beth's body. Well, what looks like Beth's body. True. Yeah. Cause we find out later that obviously she did not, uh, bite the dust. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's a, a really, really powerful ending to the issue where it's just kind of like, don't look. You don't want to see. You know, you don't want to see what's going on. And Kate, of course, is just like two eyes wide open, like yeah, at like the whole thing. Fucking just a death stare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the next issue opens up. We're still kind of in part of this flashback arc because we're moving forward in her life a little bit to where she's an adult. 
and she's uh, fully in the military. And we kind of get these parts where uh, it's hinted at that, you know, she has like a romantic partner in the military and that she's kind of been, you know, she's been dating her almost, I guess, or just kind of, you know, like, but she's been caught basically. Yeah. Someone's caught her, you know, fraternizing with this other woman in, in the, in the military and she's being confronted by, um, by her commanding officer here kind of saying like, you know, is this true? Yeah. You know, this breaks like our military guidelines. Like this is against the rules. Yep. Um, and so this is like the classic, like, don't ask, don't tell situation where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can just like tell me that they're lying and I'll, you know, recommend like you're still going to get like kicked off, but you'll graduate. Yeah. You won't be a commanding officer, but you'll graduate. And there's this really great moment. Um, cause like the motto of her school is like, you know, never lie, cheat or steal. Yep. And she's like, listen, sir, like this, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is the truth. Like I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I'm, I'll never lie. Like this is my integrity. And he's like, well. All right, well, yep, you're out. <laughs> see, see ya. <laughs> yeah, me, so it's give like, me your ring, bitch. Yeah, so he's like, wow. So this is like, you know, a classic shitty situation where it's like, um, the don't ask, don't tell. It comes up a lot, mm-hmm. and um, so she's been kicked out. And uh, there's a really great moment later where she goes back to her dad and kind of like tells him what happened. Yeah, and uh, I, I think. At this, like we don't know Jacob super well at that point. No, not really. But um, so you're kind of wondering like, oh boy, is this yeah. kind of where we're gonna be like, where we're gonna be like, oh no, Jacob's a bigot. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, we like, like I thought you put that behind you. Yeah. No. Thankfully, Jacob is a better man, and he's like, yeah. Well, what did you tell him? And she's like, oh, I told him the truth. Yeah. He's like, like, well, you kept your honor then. It's like, oh yes, yes. Oh, that's such a good moment. Right. Dad of the year. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you you told the truth. I'm yeah. proud of you. Right. Oh, that's so great. And like uh. Not a lot happens in this issue, to be honest. That's kind of the big reveal. We do get kind of a funny part later where we get some insight into what Kate was doing in between her being kicked off uh, out of the military and between her being Batwoman. Because it wasn't a straight one-to-one. Like, she didn't get kicked out of the military, get mad, and become Batwoman. Yeah. What happened was she got kicked out of the military, became really drunk, yeah. <laughs> and started partying. Yeah. Partying. And uh, after that, she became Batwoman because we get a lot of scenes of her kind of just going out, getting drunk, dancing, doing her thing. And there's even a part uh, on her way home where she gets pulled over on suspicion of drunk driving. Yeah. Um, which it's not really explained if she was or not. I'm pretty sure she was. I yeah, I guess it, it's probably implied that she was. Yeah. But that's, I don't know if well, I like and then that. Well, well, she ends up basically seducing the cop yeah, and like getting is, her number. This is maybe the most morally questionable thing she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the whole, but that and teaming up with a werewolf man who might be a part of a cult. Yeah. And th- those two things, I don't know if I'm expe- especially proud of her for. It's walking the line. It's not great. <laughs> also, it's not great for Renee Montoya either, who like fully gets seduced. Oh, yeah. When she's supposed to be... Drug test or like you know breathalyzing this woman for real though, <laughs> but yeah. So Kate pulls. But I mean, off. I guess it's kind of the thing where it's like you know pretty girls don't get tickets or whatever. Yeah, so like it, it could, could have been be like true. a guy cop, but instead yeah. it was like a, a girl. That's fair because I mean it works. I mean yeah, uh, it worked. Yeah, she she pulls the charm on Renee Montoya and asks for uh, asks for a date, and they do end up uh, going out. Mm-hmm. And uh, like there's a scene later where like she wakes up at Renee's apartment and you know Renee's going back to work because Renee is not out of the closet yet. And so she's like, listen, I'm going back to work. Like, nobody, like, is going to know about us. Like, yeah. we can't go out. Yeah. And uh, 
Kate gets pissed about that, and then Renee calls her out for being like, you know, someone who's just drunk and parties all the time and spends yeah. her dad's money. Yep. And, you know, they're both like, fair. <laughs> they <Yeah>. both leave. <laughs> well, no, yeah. and, well, and she calls her out saying, like, oh, you live a lie every day by, like, being oh, in the right. closet. Right, and, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they're both just like, well, screw you then. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Kate's on her way back, you know, the piss, you know, just kind of doing her thing, I guess, probably assuming that her and Renee are done. Hmm. And then uh, runs into Batman. No, well, she runs into a mugger. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. She runs yeah. into a mugger first, kicks his ass. Yeah, beats the shit out of him. Yeah, literally, like, doesn't have a chance. He's like, give me your money. She's like, what? <laughs> boom, boom, and knocks him out. And then Batman shows up then, and I guess he's like, oh, I was going to do that, but yeah, good like, job. He, like, helps her up. But yeah, the thing is, it looked very much like that mugger was about to hit her over the head. So was Batman oh, yeah. about to show up, like, one second late? <laughs> I think so. I think he would have been late. Batman shows up, oh, boy, she's oh, dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, well, bad timing on that one. Oh, I gotta be a little faster next time. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to see if she was a badass. Right. I wanted to see if she could do it herself. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say, is that that's not a moment where No, it's not because she's not She's not Batwoman yet. yet. But so that he, that kinda happens. It happens yeah. later on when he's like testing her. Yeah. yeah. But that's when he knows like she's gonna do something. Yeah, like, exactly. She knows she's not just gonna get hit in the head and die. Yeah. <laughs> but this point Hopefully. at this point she very well could have just gotten hit in the head and died. Oh yeah. <laughs> Easily. But there's a really great page right after that. There's no text, no dialogue or anything, but like Kate falls down in the rain and like Batman just stands over her and like reaches out his glove and helps her up mm. and then just fucking grapples away. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. awesome. Just grapples away. It's awesome. And then she just looks up at the bat signal, and we don't, there's not like a moment, and that's what, it's almost one thing I like about it, where there's not like a moment where she's like, Dad, I saw Batman, and I looked up at the bat signal, and I decided something. I have to be Batman. Yeah. Like, it's just, you just get it. Yeah. She looks up at the bat signal, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like, a show don't tell. Well, well, they they kind of, there is kind of a moment like that, I think, in the last issue It's when Jacob asks her about it. Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's a lot cooler. Yeah, it's not forced. It's not like, because some comics will do a thing where, and it's kind of, uh, harkens back to the age where there were thought bubbles. Yeah. It isn't really a thing that's done anymore. Yeah. But like characters will often have narration bubbles where they talk to themselves and explain what they're thinking. It's in like a square. Yeah, this book doesn't do that a lot, which I actually kind of appreciate. It keeps down the wordiness and mm-hmm. kind of keeps it flowing in action. Yeah. And Greg, Greg, Greg Rucka does a really good job of kind of trusting his artist to tell a lot of the story. Exactly. Like. Yeah, it's, it's a way more creative way of storytelling. Right, exactly. So that brings us to the uh, final issue of Greg Rucka's stuff, at least, where mm-hmm. Greg Rucka went off the book and handed the book over to J.H. Williams. Because uh, this is kind of like the final piece of the backstory that we're missing, which is that transition of her having that interaction with Bruce Wayne in the alleyway and then her actually finding out how how the hell do you become a Batman? Like, where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do first? Because <laughs> um, those, those questions are all answered, which I like, because she starts out... Um, she gra- she steals some military gear, like some very basic stuff, yeah. like some batons, a couple smoke grenades, stuff like that, yep. and just kind of goes to business. Uh, Renee Montoya kind of finds her at this seedy bar where yeah. she's hanging out, and Renee kind of fairly assumes that you know Ren- uh, that Kate's just there kind of um, looking around, just getting drunk, doing her thing. Yeah, and she's like, why are you here of all living places? Living on the edge, yeah. Right, so she's like, Kate, it's getting worse. Like, you're at, like, this the terrible bar where criminals go to. Like, what yeah, are you like, doing? do you here? have a death wish? Yeah. And at, at first, you don't really know why she's there, so you're like, oh, wow, she maybe she is, like, yeah, sinking this things bar. are getting bad. But then there's this clever part where you hear these voices in the background, and you know that she's listening. Mm-hmm. She's, like, getting intel from these criminals who are also there. Yep. Um, and so we get the next scene of her kind of following those people back to where she, uh, where they are, and she just kicks all their asses with these smoke grenades, and they're like, it's a Batman, holy crap, like, what's <laughs> going on? And so she kicks all their asses with a baton, 
kind of goes home, showers the blood off, and then Jacob shows up, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, it, the, it's an awesome line, and she walks in, and he's like, that's the problem with tear gas. It's like, it, it gets, uh, the smell gets on everything. Oh, yep. So he, he, like, already knows. Like, he probably walks in. He's like, yeah. What is this? Yep. <laughs> he's like, Kate, you're not fooling me. Like, I know what's going on, yep. which is great, because I love those moments where, like, there's a, like, it tells you a lot about, like, the relationship that those two characters yeah, have, exactly. which I think is great. And um, this is kind of where Jacob is just like becomes that ride or die guy that you love because yep. he um, immediately is like, I know what you're doing and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, if we're going <laughs> to do this, we're going to do it right. Yep. And like, no half measures. Oh, it's so good because he like has boxes of, of shit. And he's yep. like, listen, you need every non lethal you can get it. This is how you're going to do things because you're going to get yourself killed trying to do this the wrong way. Yep. And he's like, I got all the tools you need. I can keep the, the you know the cops and the military off your back, and I can get you special forces training from the baddest dudes there are. Yeah, that is amazing. Like, <laughs> right, right off the bat, just like, lays it all out. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, I got people I trust who can keep their mouth shut. Like they right. will train you. Yep, and that's awesome because it just you know it helps explain also kind of where. Kate gets all these moves from. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, they explain a lot of times and they cover it and they bring it up a lot where she was, like, top of her class. Yeah, yeah. Top in acrobatics. Yeah. Just to kind of, like, explain away some of her, like, combat prowess. Yeah. But this kind of really puts the cherry on top where you're like, okay, I get why she's as dangerous as she is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is such a badass part. It's like, make no mistake, you do this, you're going to war. Oh, yeah, that is Define the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I do love that part where it's like, we're going to war. Yep. And there's this great panel of, like, Kate, like, doing a backflip, like, while she's training and, like, all through the panels and, like... Yeah, she's, like, got a blindfold and her hand's tied behind her back, like, fighting. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I, I can't say enough about the art in this book. Like, it's so good. It's it's amazing. Like, you got to read this, like... The coloring really sticks out, too. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whatever that dude's name uh, was. Uh, it was uh, Dave Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, we said it at the beginning. Shout outs. Shout out to that colorist. <laughs> And so we get all this training and we kind of move forward. And, you know, there's a cool part where, like, uh, Kate first meets, like, his new wife. And, like, mm. they, you know, she introduces, like, hello, sir. And he's like, hello, soldier. And it's like, yeah. you guys don't call each other, like, dad and, you know, daughter. Like, yep. It's like, oh, it's all business. <laughs> and then Kate finally gets her uniform, which is really cool. It's like, she yep. kind of looks almost like military at first. But then Jacob's like, no, we're missing one thing. Yep. Like, sprays on the bat symbol. Gets the bat stencil. It's like, yep, now we're in business. It's like, they got to know what side you're on. Like that's great. That's right. so good. Oh yeah, that's a great line. And then we get back to uh, to modern day because we we really haven't been in modern day. A lot of this arc, it's all been flashback. Yeah, the past like two issues. They've kind of just been searching the river for Alice this whole time. Yeah, and uh, they I think at this point they've kind of given up because Batwoman shows up at Jacob's house and there's even a really cool kind of panel in there where like Jacob's looking out the window like getting drunk drinking his scotch and yeah. then all of a sudden the lightning blows and then Kate's right there yep. like classic Batman style yep. and uh, Kate is pissed at him at this point like she's almost written him off like you lied to me this whole time like if, if Beth is and Alice are the same person yep. like you you must have known yeah you kept some back and from he's me like, and he's like yeah I did like the body was never found like the woman the girl we found there wasn't Beth mm-hmm. but we never found her we searched all over forever yeah it's like I never stopped looking right and you know kate's like you did stop looking clearly because <laughs> like you didn't find her yeah and like now she found you right exactly and so kate kind of speeds off on our motorcycle jacob's just like drunk and like crying and then we do kind of get a shot of which is interesting of beth in the water and i don't know what they're trying to say with that necessarily but it's almost like she's it looks like she's alive well and or at well, least the reflection of the water is a skull Oh, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. notice that before. So it's hard to tell what's going on there. I know, because but... they make it look like she's alive, like gasping, like she's taking a breath. But then there's a skull in the reflection. So, yeah, who knows? But they're definitely playing it coy there. I mean, that, 
that, that, that that's how they end this arc, and they don't really touch or tell say what's going on with Alice for a long time after this. Yeah, so I, they, I still don't know. Yeah, they leave that in the air for a, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I mean, that's kind of the end of the elegy arc. They do a really good job of setting up all the backstory kind of at the end there. Um, but that that's that's the first story we're covering this week, which is uh, Batwoman elegy again by Greg Rucka and J H Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did you think about it? I liked it a lot. Like, cause I, going into it, I didn't knew nothing about Batwoman. Like, I I figured it was like basically just Batgirl, just mm-hmm. like grown up or something. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people probably think at first. Because yeah, even with the red hair too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I've I think it's a really great story. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good setup to kind of set her apart from the other characters in the Bat Family. Because mm-hmm. I mean, all the other characters in the Bat Family kind of do have a similar origin, with the exactly hand, with the exception of a couple like Cass and some other ones. And but. like, yeah, and they like they all come from the same tree, so it all kind of fits together. And like it's really cool that like Batwoman like she takes a lot of aspects of Batman but has her own like personal like uh, stake in it and yeah. like her own personal like um, inspiration and like she's not going to answer to Batman either yeah so exactly it, it puts them at not quite conflict but I like that they're like not always eye to eye yeah which that dynamic like gets into play in New Fifty Two once like the D with the DEO or whatever oh, yeah. and then with yeah, Batman yeah. Inc and all that yep and it, it continues to come up like they don't they don't have they have similar philosophies but they're not exactly the same which yeah. I think is interesting it's oh, a yeah. fun idea to play with mm-hmm. um, but I think that's a really good place for us to open that up I mean I think a lot of what they're going to be adapting for the show is based on this arc it seems like it yeah and a lot of the stuff that kind of comes up right after that that we'll be covering uh, starting moving forward next week and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for our first book of the week. So that's man, that's going to be like the meat and cheese of what this podcast will be is us talking about the books and mm-hmm. kind of going over that. But one thing we definitely do want to touch on as well is we want to talk about the adaptations too and kind of see how they stack up, mm-hmm. see how they compare. But um, but what we're going to be talking about this week, of course, is the first episode of Batwoman, which is why we're doing this series, <laughs> um, which is a new show on the CW uh, starring Ruby Rose and some other people whose names I forget. Yeah, I really don't know any of the other <laughs> I ones. should look up their names real quick. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we gave this show a shot. I mean, me and you are uh, not exactly fans of the style that they shoot these CW shows in. No. I mean, this show isn't guilty of all the CW-isms. No, it's not. There's a lot of them though. There's 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 some few noticeable things. Yep. Um. But I mean, I I didn't hate the episode. I I, I it's gonna sound like it the way I'm talking, but I, there's definitely no. Some... Honestly, there I, there were a lot of redeeming factors about oh, it. Oh yeah, there were there were some things. There were some sequences in, in general where we were both sitting there like, hey, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes like specifically like stood out. Yeah, the fight scenes are great. Isn't the stunt coordinator the dude from John Wick? That yeah yeah. If you if you look at the credits, yeah, the stunt coordinator's been on some really good movies. Okay. So that's kind of the first thing that made me interested in this. Yeah, so yeah, um, they did that really well. Yeah, because when you do a fight scene right, you don't need to cut away a lot, which mm-hmm. really helps mm-hmm. when you shoot it that yeah, way. Yeah, lo- really minimal cut fight scenes, which was great. But uh, we open up this episode, this is the pilot episode, and the way they're kind of setting it up is they're saying Batman's been missing mm-hmm. for, for three years. We don't know what's happened to Batman, so Gotham City's been without a protector. Yep. Um, and so we don't really know what's going on with him. I mean, there's an event coming on uh, coming up later called Crisis, which I think will have Batman in it. We'll get that question answered. Okay. Um, but what's going on right now is basically Gotham is protectorless, and they've opened up this, I guess, organization of s- super cops slash NSA slash I don't know. It's basically <laughs> yeah. It's basically like a black like a fucking black ops 
like a mercenary who like, just army. hang out in a tower with these like kind of cool coats and yeah. just like protect everything. It's basically Blackwater, like Blackwater, like the, the, the I think they call them contractors technically, but it's like the dudes we use in the Middle East. They're basically just private militia. Oh, and uh, yeah, I guess I didn't really get the I guess yeah I didn't get the impression at first that they were private, but I think they must be because they don't I think they got they don't be. say ranks or anything. No, yeah. Because that's one big departure from the, the the show is what the show is doing. Because we get introduced in the first scene. Yeah, and they're called the crows. The crows. What is that? <laughs> it's so the bad. The crows? Are they oh. not even ravens? And there's a part even later on in the comics, which we might get to, where Jacob starts his own kind of paramilitary uh, yeah. organization called the Colony. They could okay. have just called it the Colony. Colony is infinitely more badass it than is. crows. But anyway, we start out with... Uh, Jacob is protecting this, uh, I guess the, the mayor is giving a speech or something. Yeah. And he's protecting him. He's like, you know, he's on the comms, like everything looks clear. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sophie, who is also part of the Crows, we get introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of protecting everything. And that's when um, Alice, we get our first hint of Alice, and she's kind of making herself known as a supervillain yep. in Gotham. We don't get a ton of what she is other than she kind of seems like a mix of the Mad Hatter and the Joker. Yeah. Um, she's not quite the Alice that we got in in this LG comic. No. Or at least she doesn't look like it. They got the hair right. The hair looks good. Part of the outfit. Like, I, she, like she, they've got, like, the, the ruffled sleeves. Yeah. But, like... She they, doesn't seem as crazy, though. No, definitely not. And she, she seems a lot more, like... Uh, self-aware and like more of like a personal vent like mission yeah, yeah it's more it's way more of a, like a joker vendetta than it is just like her yeah. being like like mystical like she's being shit. a little bit like kind of like you know like flamboyant and weird but that's the extent of it yeah like she's definitely not crazy no um and she doesn't have a painted face either like the comics which i kind of wish she would have had i really wish like she would have like a yeah because they had like the weird like the streaky makeup and yeah stuff. that, like, that, that makes it look cool. really cool but maybe it just didn't look good in live action i don't know yeah but, um, oh, yeah, and they gave her, like, a stupid, like, weird, like, trifold knife that she, like, constantly is flipping she's around. She's, like, obsessed to, like, with it. I don't and, understand. She, and, she, like, it, it's to look all cool, yeah, I guess. It, it doesn't give anybody psychedelics, which I really wanted. I know, yeah. <laughs> and she's not all trippy like she's in the I comics. thought that was really cool in the first one. She's like, you're going to be on drugs now. I know. That would have been great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we get uh, our first kind of scenes of, of Kate Kane, too, as well. Um, we kind of get a lot of backstory with her really early on. Yeah, and uh, they did the good old uh, backstory storytelling of doing flashback scenes with a weird tint and slow motion. Oh my god, it looks like a Lifetime movie. And so it looks like a cheesy reenactment of from like old crime shows. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's like, I, I got run over by a car yeah. and I've lived to tell the tale. <laughs> exactly. It's like got this super orange filter. It's yeah, like it's really, like a sepia filter. Yeah, it's like super overly lit. Yep. It's, uh, I don't like the way it's shot at all. I hate it. And we get the backstory, and this is, this is what I'll just say, this is my biggest problem with the whole episode, and probably, if it's if it stays this way, probably my biggest problem with the whole series, mm. which is them changing Kate's backstory. Oh, they slaughtered it. We, we talked at length kind of about how much, we, like, those are our favorite two issues of that elegy one. Oh, yeah. Which is her, like, kind of, and her mother getting kidnapped, and then Jacob's spec ops group rescuing her in the yep. fallout from that. We get none of that in the show. None. It's completely changed. Yep. Apparently... Batman is fighting the Joker. Yep. And there's like this runaway bus. Yeah. And uh, Kate and Beth are both in the car with her mom. Mm-hmm. And the runaway bus hits their car off a bridge. Yep. And Batman. Well, it's, it's hanging halfway off a bridge. Right. Kate gets out. And then, and then, yeah, Beth it falls off apparently. Yeah. Well, Batman, he, he sticks a grapple onto the back. 
but it's and then he has to go save the like the bus full of school kids but the grapple <laughs> fucking fails and the car falls into the water so like kate's got this whole vendetta but like oh batman didn't come back to save my family he's only got one grapple yeah and yeah it's like dude like he tried his best like he had to save a whole bus full of children he, oh, he like, could have tried to spider-man it though when he grapples one right, grapples yeah. the other. It's like oh hold, hold them together. the bus in the car <laughs> <laughs> come on batman oh man you, you, he could have called for help he's got a whole bat family yeah where's the justice league yeah i don't i don't really like th- that being the message of like batman didn't save me i know i, I don't it, know if i like but that. then uh, yeah we'll it, we'll talk about it later but no i think yeah it was by the end of that episode that kind of got cleared up didn't it what, what do you mean like where because okay can we talk about because it was the end of that episode where she basically just like breaks into the bat cave oh sure we can jump around a little yeah bit. I don't she mind. essentially just Breaks her way into the Batcave with no resistance. Yeah. And then, okay, let's talk about Luke Fox. <laughs> he is literally just a bumbling fool in this. Like He, he gets better a little bit, I think. Yeah, no, he, you can, I, you I, can I, tell I, that they want to have him have an arc. Like, he's going to, like, progress into more of, like, Yeah, they got to break him down to set him up. Because yeah. he's got to have that hero of, like, I'm stepping into my role. Which, and this is a, another big thing that we, like, kind of brushed over, but... Jacob Kane isn't going to be the comic Jacob Kane. They're, it looks like they're going to make Luke Fox like the Oracle yeah, Alfred type because deal. That, that, well, that's one of the main changes that we're, we're talking about with yeah. um, Jacob is not in the military. He works for these crows. Yep. He's private. You know, When they introduce themselves to each other, it's not soldier and sir. It's like, hey, kiddo. Yeah. Hey, dad. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a lot different of a dynamic. Yeah. And that's one thing I kind of liked about Kate and Jacob's dynamic in the comic was mm-hmm. that it wasn't the same as, you know, it, it, already you set it apart by her having a dad or having parents. Most exactly. heroes don't get that. Exactly. And then not only that, it's kind of like a cool, interesting relationship mm-hmm. where, you know, they're, it's very professional, but you can tell that they love each other based on their actions. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But in this show, it's a lot different. Yeah. Um. But where we, yeah, we left off with Kate kind of hanging off the bridge. Yep. And and so Batman lets the car fall, and that's the that's the main difference. It's shot in that terrible orange filter. Yeah. And I don't like any of it. Just like nope. help me, Batman. Yeah. It's like mommy. Oh God. Oh, it's so bad. And um. And it's not, and it's the bad slow motion too, where it's all choppy. It's not even good slow motion. Yeah, it's, and if you can't get good slow motion, just don't do no, it. Oh, show it in live action. Let us get the whole. Uh, oh god. It's it's yeah. It's oh like we need double the frames here. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks bad. It's bad. <laughs> and then we also get another um, flashback scene where they set up pretty early, like her. Um, it's just like the comics. This part where she gets caught um, with a woman in the military. Oh, and, um, gets confronted. oh no. And the the flashback scene looks just as bad though. Like it yep. shot. Full lighting looks terrible. Yep. And like we just kind of get these quick cuts of like, you got something to say, private? Yep. No, sir. And then we cut. <laughs> like there's nothing there. Like we yep. don't see what happens. Nope. And then the worst part is we get <laughs> this is like the funniest part. We get this because most of the time these flashback scenes have been really quick. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it makes that filter almost fine when mm-hmm. it's like a super, super short scene. Yeah. But when you have like a longer flashback scene and you're still using that orange filter and the over lighting, it's just bad. It looks like a soap opera. It yep. looks awful. It's terrible. And, and we get this scene where like her and like it's right after the military and like she's going to break up with like because her girlfriend doesn't want to like come out of the closet. She wants to stay in the military. Yeah. And uh, so she's saying like we need to break up. Like this isn't going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they're really like they're trying to make this really emotional scene, but it has this awful lighting. Yep. And then not only that, but then like. We couldn't even hear it at first. But you can't. <laughs> this music starts coming up in the background. It's so quiet. 
so quiet. Oh my, and yeah, it literally, and it just slowly builds, and it's just like your typical like it looked like a scene from like The OC yeah. or like Riverdale or like some cheesy teen soap opera. And like I don't know if this happens in the CW a lot. I feel like it's something that probably does. It probably does. <laughs> but like it's just like this tiny music, and like someone's like singing, and it's like R and B music. It's like don't break up, <laughs> don't break up, break your heart. Yeah, like oh, it's literally like that. It's I, the like, worst thing I've he, ever is heard. Is there music playing? Yeah, like it's almost inaudible until like almost the end of the scene oh yeah and it's like you could have made that a powerful scene like oh, that yeah. could have been a really emotional scene but it's like I'm getting all this like it's forced yeah like, you're I'm telling watching me... it through a soap opera lens yeah like... and I don't like this no <laughs> Um, but we, yeah, we don't. We just it's, most of this episode is a lot of setup for like her and Sophie and her dad because mm-hmm. we get uh, we don't get a lot of her being Batwoman. Like we get to that part that you mentioned where she kind of sneaks her way into the Batcave. Yeah, because it is the same as the comics here where she's Bruce Wayne's cousin. Yep, and so she kind of like goes in there. I forget what she's originally looking for. Well, she's looking for Bruce. Oh, that's right. And then okay, that's this is another thing. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Here's a huge hole in this universe. So Batman's been missing for what? It's been three years. Yeah. And I'm assuming Bruce Wayne's been missing. For you would three have years. to assume. <laughs> no one made that connection. Yeah. Like what? They've both been missing for three years. What are the odds? Like, yeah. so, goddamn. Wait, didn't you always say like Batman would have to be someone absurdly rich? Yeah. <laughs> mm, no connection here, sir. <laughs> Absolutely done. Like there's and there's even a part like we'll read later in the comics where we finally do meet the DEO where Director Bones is like, no one's ever been able to figure out who Batman is. It's like how? <laughs> like I feel like Kate Kane would be harder to figure out than Batman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, um, so she goes to see Bruce. Bruce obviously is not, not there. there. Yeah. They did not cast a Bruce Wayne. Nope. But she does run into Luke Fox, who is a fan favorite from the comics. Okay. Like, yeah, I know nothing about him. He's Lucius Fox's son. In the comics, he is, um, actually a character named Batwing. Okay. He's a member of the Bat family. He's, if I did kind of describe him in one sentence, I'd say he's DC Iron Man. Okay. Because he's like a genius who wears like a, a tech suit that has like wings on it. Gotcha. Basically like an Iron Man suit. Okay. But he's pretty cool. Um, but she, it's very clear they're kind of setting him up as her Lucius Fox, but he's, you know, the younger one. Gotcha. And so, um, that, that's kind of the direction they wanted to go with this more of like the tech side of him and not, I guess not the combat side. I don't, I don't see this version of Lucius Fox kicking anyone's ass. No, definitely not. Definitely not. not. Um, but she does meet with him and then kind of like, I guess steals the bat suit, which it fits her right away, doesn't it? Like, no, she fits it, it later, doesn't he? No, well, well, because she she gets into the back cave and then he comes bumbling in. Oh, right. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? You shouldn't be in here. And like, it's like, oh, well, now I know. Oh, yeah. And, and then, he, then she guesses his password. Yeah, guesses the password. <laughs> what is it? Alfred? Or think, Alfred one? I think it's Alfred. Yeah. It's so bad. And then, um, so then he's like showing her the suit and he's like, yeah, like it's perfect. And then it's something along the lines. Oh, yeah, she it's has like, a cool oh, line. It's no, not she... perfect until it fits a woman. I did like that line. Except, yeah. and that was a cool line until you saw what the suit looked like on her. <laughs> it does look like butt. The, the mask and the helmet looks so bad. Well, because they, from the promotional material, we know it's eventually going to look like Batwoman. Yeah, like you can see it right there. Yeah, like we're looking at it on our computer right now. You can see like the suit's eventually going to look like Batwoman. Um, but it, they're, I think they're getting to that point. I, yeah, they, they really want to build it up because we're Two episodes in now, and it's still it hasn't happened. Still yet. no new suit. Yeah, because we we there's even a part at the end like like well we can talk about the ending here. There's not much there. She shows up to fight Alice. Yeah, um, to take him down with the bat suit now. Yeah. Well, um, well, Jacob's at it's like some rally. Uh, Jacob gets called by Alice. She's like, oh, there's a fucking truck or a van full of bombs. Either like you let's and then she's got Sophie up on a huge plank on a skyscraper. She's like, oh, either you like 
let me push her off or the bomb goes off. So he's got to like pick, but then friggin' Kate shows up, obviously. Right. And then so she... Really good fight scene there, too. Oh, great fight scene. Yeah. This is maybe my favorite part in the episode. Yeah. Where she's finally getting in and taking out all the... all the. I guess I keep wanting to call them the cult members. I know. This isn't, this isn't the crime... The, uh, it's a crime gang that wears bunny masks. They, they do call it out by name in the second episode. They're called the Wonderland Gang. Is, is that really? I missed that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it I says it on the like news that. article. Yeah, she's the Mad Hatter yeah. at this point. I mean, they she, wear bunny masks. But so. even the Mad Hatter makes people trip out on drugs. How can you be someone Alice in Wonderland inspired? It better happen. It's lazy. I'm waiting for that part. Yeah, it, it's gotta happen. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she shows up. Really awesome fight scene where there's not like any cutaways. Not like, barely It's just straight any. up fight scenes. It's great. And then uh, kind of she has her confrontation with Alice and they, mm. they drop the bombshell right away. Like she, Alice pretty much tells her, like, I am Beth. Like, yeah. I am your sister. Yeah. And... Uh, there's this. They're kind of trying to create like a. Not. It's like. A, it's like if a love triangle was not a love triangle, but like a daughter triangle, where they're yeah. both trying to compete for their dad's affection. Exactly. <laughs> and so she's like, Sophie's the new daughter now. I gotta hurt Sophie because like yeah. I want to be dad's favorite. Yep. And that's one thing I don't necessarily like about this version of Alice. It's like all personal. I know. And it gets personal with the other version of Alice, but it's more of like a twisted motivation. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like, I want revenge. Exactly. It's just a straight it's up revenge plot. Not as interesting. But yeah. I'll go with it for now. Yeah. But um, so that's kind of where we leave the episode is Kate's kind of thrown for a ringer. Like, that's my sister. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, yeah, she gets her mm-hmm. knife. So she wants to test it for her DNA. Yeah. And then so that that's kind of where we get left off. Yeah. Um, but then she saves the day because Alice's whole plan oh, this God. whole time was to like set off a bomb, and like she has like oh, a, God, she has yeah. like a big red button on a planter that she's gonna use to detonate the bomb and yep. like blow up Gotham City. And then Kate's like, "Not today!" Yeah. and like throws the, the the button off the building. Yeah, and like it starts just like flipping and falls to the ground. And we're hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, didn't land button down. First. Like, there's a fifty-fifty chance yeah. here. Like, I don't know how these buttons work. Maybe when it lands, it just breaks. Or maybe there's a safety. Like, you got to push a button on the side and then a button hopefully, on top. But like, I'm, I just imagine that button landing face down. Like, yep. I, I saved the day. Beep, <laughs> boom. <laughs> uh, and then, oh yeah, and then even better was freaking. So then, of course, like the the beam that Sophie's standing on breaks, so she's got to jump off and catch her midair, and then they literally fall on a roof, break through, and land on a bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on! And then they're like looking right at each other. It's like, I yeah, saved it's like, you. Are they gonna kiss? I saved you, baby. It's like really nope. A, a perfectly placed bed. <laughs> no, but then we we get the do do get the twist later on in the episode too, where it turns out that she is married actually. To oh a yeah, man. she's married to a guy now. Yeah, so Kate's like, uh, Nani? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big Nani moment. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was an all right episode. I mean, I think I liked it probably as much as I'm going to like an episode on the CW. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, like it had its it had a lot of merits, but as a whole product was it just so, fell so short. So I mean, take our opinion for what it's worth because I'll tell you one thing, it's not a 3.0. On IMDb, it oh, is that's getting fair. it is getting trolled. Yeah, this show like, is getting review bombed to hell. It's so because, bad. Cuz all the incels and, you know, bigots are like, yeah. a woman superhero and a gay one? Yeah, a gay woman superhero? Yeah, zero stars. Yeah, zero. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, the uh, same treatment that like every like Captain Marvel got the same treatment except Captain Marvel's straight, so she like didn't get it as bad as this probably. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's um so don't trust the reviews. Like no. this show isn't as bad as it looks. It, yeah, like it's not going to win any awards, but it's not a 3. No, um, I mean, honestly, and like I, 
I'll say it again. Like for a CW show, I'm pretty. I was impressed. Oh yeah, I went CW. into it expecting to hate it. Yeah, because I didn't. I don't like the CW style at all. So that's no. why. That's what I mean when I say take our opinion for what it's worth. Because yeah, if exactly. you like other shows on the CW, you might love this. Yeah, totally. Like, this might be great for you. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that kind of sending. Like, it's, there's just different tastes. You know. Oh different. yeah, totally. You look for different things in a show. Yep. So, um, so I mean, if you like the Flash or you like Supergirl or you like Arrow, like mm-hmm. you'll this watch this because this is awesome. Yeah, it's on par with those. Yeah, for sure. And like she'll be she'll show up again in this like big crisis event they're doing we might even cover that oh right that, that'll yep. be pretty interesting yeah that could be um but yeah so i mean overall i'd give this probably like a solid like maybe mm, seven maybe like a yeah, seven out like of ten i'd say a six it's six six point five seven out of ten i think yeah, it's fair but, that, but that's a positive six point five if it is like oh I'm yeah not, and it's early it could get a lot better my main problems are just that it seems like they didn't understand how important that backstory is. Yeah, I that, don't either. Like, if they, if and they like, had kept that... I kind of... I can maybe see them thinking, like, they don't want to go the route of, like, oh, she needs, like, her dad to help her. Like, she can she can do it on her own. Like right. And, like, that's cool, but that's not the character. Like, But, but you're replacing him anyway with, with uh, Luke Fox. But th- but they made Luke Fox a bumbling idiot. Yeah. So, so like, it's gonna, there's going to be plenty of moments where Kate's taking care of him. That's true. So, like, that's it's, fair. But, the, and, like, I totally get that. Like, that's a cool dynamic, too, but, like, that's just not the character. Right. But of course, that's just being a source material like purist. But. Yeah, I guess we'll see what they do with Jacob. Yeah, it could it could get a lot better. Who yeah, knows? so we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe Jacob even like you know later on will get more in on what's going on. Yeah, because like as of right now, like I don't know how they're gonna make Jacob like a redeemable character. Or, like, what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I don't empathize with him at all. Because is it just like, going to be him constantly, like, getting in her way? And that's what it seems like, yeah. Because, yeah. like, listen, we got to do things like the crows need this one. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure, I hope he, I'm sure he's going to learn stuff, like, along the way, and like, kind of evolve. I'm hoping, but, yeah, who knows. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I mean, that's episode one of Batwoman. That'll also do it uh, for the end of our first episode here on yeah. uh, Agents of Comic Books. So, I mean, that was, that was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoy ha- getting a reason to finally get you to read some comic books. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, for real. I've been looking for a reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. So th- this is good. I mean, next week, we're, we're going to dig into Batwoman a little bit. We're going to cover Batwoman for a little bit here because mm-hmm. we want to at least dig into that new 52 story for a few volumes and see what's going on. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, I, I like that one a lot, too. Yeah. So I, we'll, I think Elegy was stronger. I liked it more, but new 52 was good, too. Yeah, so we'll be covering that next week. We're going to start with the first five issues of J.H. Williams uh, ended up taking over this book himself doing the writing. Okay. Um, oh, so, and he's wanted to... The, the, the art, the this. art. Yep. Okay. So, so he ends, did he do the art and the writing for New Fifty Two? Some of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll we'll kind of go over well, that. Yeah, we'll the art does it. change at one point and it gets noticeably worse. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be digging into Batwoman a little bit moving forward. So uh, make sure that I mean, if you're listening at this point, I'm assuming that you were enjoying at least some of it. So yeah, I'd if, hope. If you want to uh, follow us, I mean, we have a website over at agentsofcomicbook.com. Okay. Uh, we'll be starting up a Patreon soon enough because one thing we're, we want to start doing is oh, taking yeah. fan requests. Yep. Um, for doing like one-off episodes too in between. Because, mm-hmm. like, our main goal with this podcast is going to be to kind of, like, in the weeks building up to something coming out, we yeah. want to study it. Yeah. Like, for example, when Birds of Prey comes out, we're probably going to read some Birds of Prey book for, like, at least three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just to really dig into it so we know what's going on. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do here with Batwoman. But there might be some time in between where there's not really something going on. Yeah. Where we have time to do, like, a one-off. Maybe read, like, one or two Doctor Strange stories and watch Doctor Strange or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or if, if you want to request it, you can make us watch something bad, like maybe yeah. Catwoman. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you could really torture us. But, <laughs> I mean, for now, if you just want to go ahead and, and send us a request, by all means, uh, at this point, we're just looking for stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any input. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out, too, that I kind of want to do is if you want to write into 
us. Like I said, this is going to be kind of like a book club. I don't want this to be a podcast where we just like talk at you or yeah. explain characters at you. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you can get that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If you want someone who's an encyclopedia of comic book knowledge, you go somewhere else. Yeah. Because there's other people who will, you know, explain a character's Wikipedia entry at you. Exactly. And go over everything they've ever done. Yeah. That's not what we want to do here. We want to actually read through the stories as you would. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like, you know, you're a new reader yourself, so mm-hmm. this will all be fresh for you. Most of it's going to be fresh for me, too. Like, yep. I haven't read all these books. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want you to read them with us and communicate with us. So one thing I wanted to call out is if you want to write into us, like, you know, write in like some letters or just we'll read it on the podcast. We'll share like if you want to write in our email is agents of comic book at gmail.com. Just write into us, share us what, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be about what we're reading. Just tell us what you're pulling, what comics you're reading, what you're enjoying. Uh, what you think of the podcast, anything. We just want to hear back from you. Yeah, anything. Um, and so, you know, we want this to be an interactive podcast. You know, we want you to be part of the book club. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that'll do it for this uh, this episode. That's uh, any, any, any final closing thoughts, Eric? Uh, no, it's fun. I, I think uh, we, got, we can get something going here. I, I think you should be good to your neighbors and be good to yourself and be good to your, your parents and your puppies and your kitties. <laughs> That's a very wholesome message. Yes, I want to We're, we're a wholesome that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Only the wholesome thing. <laughs> Goodbye.